Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and with me today is Dr. Charlie Dyer. Charlie is a professor at large at Moody Bible Institute, the host of The Land in the Book, and the author of several books, including What Does the Bible Say About the Future? For many readers, the Old Testament is a scary place, or as they navigate it, they, they kind of go to the same old stories. But understanding the context and history is important, especially that of ancient Israel, um, as in the people. And so we need all the help we can get as we're navigating the Old Testament and trying to understand it. And Dr. Dyer, Charlie, you're the one to help us. What is the significance of Israel and why is it important to understand that significance for understanding God's word? Oh, uh, truly a great question. And here's how I'd, I'd answer that. Uh, Israel itself is actually the, the center of the bullseye, if you will. When you read through the Old Testament, uh, what takes center stage from the very almost the very beginning uh, becomes God's covenant relationship, his promises that he's going to fulfill to this people, Israel. Uh, in Genesis 12, God calls Abraham, you know, up till chapter 12 uh, in Genesis, God was dealing with all humanity at, uh, at one time. But then he calls one individual and says, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And so the role that God has Abraham fulfill and then his, his descendants, Israel, is that they're going to be the mediators of God's blessing to the whole world. Uh, and he says, I'll bless those who bless you and those who curse you, I'll curse. Uh, so God has a special relationship with Israel. And in, in one, it's one sense, through them, a relationship to all of us. Uh, later in Genesis, just a few chapters later, chapter 15, God makes a covenant with Abraham and God uh, puts the animals, you know, they, they kill the animals, put them inside. And normally two people walk through a covenant, you know, I'll do my part, you do your part. And may you do to me like we did to these animals if I don't uh, fulfill it. Well, the only one who walks through that, those animals is God. In essence, God says on my life, I'm promising you these promises and uh, you can kill me if I don't fulfill them. Well, that's about as strong a promise from God as you can get. And then the rest of the Old Testament is all of God's working through Israel. Unfortunately, uh, they don't live up to their part of the, uh, the the agreement where God says, I'll bless you when you follow me. I'll, I'll, I'll curse you when you don't follow me. And finally, you know, Israel's taken out of the land and then brought back into the land. Uh, it's it's a, uh, a story of, of redemption and, and disobedience and judgment and, and uh, God's mercy uh, just replayed over and over again. But for us, uh, the neat part is, uh, that God made promises to Israel, and, and that's why there's a future for the nation Israel. That's why they're back in the land now. But the God who made promises to them is the same God who made promises to us. And uh, if he didn't keep his promises to Israel, then we don't have any hope of him necessarily keeping his promises to us, to take us to heaven. So I look at Israel and I say, wow, they're a reminder. They're, they're an object lesson for me of how God keeps his word, how he, he keeps his promises, and how he demonstrates his love even when we're disobedient. You know, he has to spank us sometimes, but we're still his children, and that's what he does for Israel as well. Absolutely. It's so interesting because Israel, I, it, it, when you read the, the Old Testament, you, you, there's a part of me that thinks, I, gosh, I don't, I'm glad God is God and I'm not God. I don't, I would not have mercy. I would not have grace. I am, I just, it's a, it's a, a remarkable to me, the, the, the amount of mercy and grace and, of course, judgment that the Lord has. And so I have, a, you said a word, and I imagine that there are some listening who 
may have picked up but may not fully understand it, um, covenant. Explain covenant. Yeah, a covenant, and it's, it's a fancy word that means agreement. Uh, if, if I made a promise to you, I made an agreement with you, I said, here's what I'm going to do for you. Or, or sometimes we'd say, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Uh, there's different kinds of covenants, but the, in the essence, they're an agreement. Uh, sometimes in the Bible, there are covenants where both parties have something they have to do. Uh, God did that for Israel. He says, here's the law. You obey me, and I'll bless you. You disobey me, I'm going to judge you for it. Uh, but in the promise God made to Abraham and in some of the other promises, God makes the promise and there's no uh, requirement on Abraham's part. You know, when God walked through the pieces of the animal, they cut to make the covenant. Uh, God and God alone walked through it. And in essence, God says, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it apart from anything you can do or not do. It's just who I am as God. I keep my word. And God has those same kind of promises to us. So in essence, well, we're under the new covenant, it's called where God promised to forgive our sins and pour out the Holy Spirit on his, on his followers. Uh, and uh, there's nothing we do to deserve or earn that. Uh, it's just something God promised, and as we put our faith in him, he delivers on that promise and never backs off on it. So uh, those covenants in the Old Testament are just good examples, good illustrations of how God keeps his promises. And uh, the same thing he does for us today. You know, you mentioned Israel. When I read Israel, I read the Old Testament, especially before I went to, the, went to Israel itself, I'd, I'd really think these people were nuts. How'd they figure, you know, they, weren't they, didn't they get it? And then when I was there, and uh, when I got tired and, I, and my feet hurt, and, and when I got to see the land of Dan, and I realized, well, actually, if I'd have been there, I may have done, may have done exactly the same thing. So uh, they're just like we are. And uh, it's thankfully, God is, uh, is a merciful and loving God, and he was to them, and he is to us. Amen. Yes, 100%. We would be tired. We would probably complain in the wilderness too. <laughs> we, we laugh, but we do it today. And, and God is, he is, he is so merciful and so kind and for, allows us to repent. And if, if 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and purify us. So grateful for that. And, um, and there was something that you said that I, I wanted to go back to because I, I think people... When they read the Old Testament, we have a tendency to try to maybe over-apply and, and apply things that really don't ap apply to us. And so let's talk about that. Um, when we're talking about promises that God made, I know that, you know, in Jesus, all the promises are yes and amen. And, amen. and I also realize and recognize that there are so many different views. Um, and so... We, we acknowledge that. There's lots of interpretation and views. But what promises, you, you can name just a few, not all. Would you say, okay, this doesn't actually apply to us and this does. Um, do you have some off the top of your head? I know that's a big question. Well, actually, uh, I'll, I'll think of Israel. Uh, God said to Israel in, in uh, Genesis chapter 12 and again in Genesis 15, I'm going to give you a specific land. Uh, here's the land I'm going to give you later. God says, here's the boundaries of that land. Well, I can't go over to the Middle East and say, by the way, I'm, I want to take that piece because God gave that to me. Uh, he gave that to a specific group of people, and he's going to fulfill it with them. Uh, but in that, same, in that same area, there are principles. Uh, and the principle I would see out of that, and that's what I'm always looking for, especially when I'm reading the Old Testament, what's the principle behind the promise God made? 
that can transfer from generation to generation or from, from Old Testament to New Testament times. Uh, and the principle there was God said, as you're following me, I will take care of you. Abraham, Hebrews says Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Uh, and I think, well, that's how I'm living life. I, I don't know what tomorrow holds. But God said, you follow me and I'll take care of you. And the promise he gave to Abraham is a, in that principle is a promise that I can claim today as well, that God will take care of me as I follow him. Uh, so I'm always trying to find what's the, what's the trans uh, universal principle, if you will, the, the one that will transcend time, uh, transcends that culture and looks for today. And, and uh, that's the uh, principle I want to find out of that text. Uh, what, do, what does the text mean? What did it mean for them? And then finally, uh, what principle is there that could also be for me today? That's so good. It's kind of looking for the character of God. Where, what, because God doesn't change. The God of the Old Testament is our God, that same God. God doesn't change. And so we can look at God's faithfulness to Abraham and say, okay, God's going to be faithful because he is faithful <laughs> and he can't separate himself. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that and for who he is and that we can look for, for, for these principles while we read and be encouraged um, and relate to our, our Lord um, similarly. So that, that's encouraging. Any last words before we close this out? Uh, the final thing I'd say is that when somebody's reading the Old Testament, yeah, don't get bogged down in those details. There are some things you won't understand. Uh, well, that's okay. Maybe a year from now or two years from now, you'll go back and now it'll make sense. But as you're reading for the big picture, keep looking. What does God say about me or, or humanity? What does God say about himself? And what does it say that God likes? What does it say God uh, doesn't like, that displeases him? And if I can find those principles, uh, you know, in essence, I'm reading saying, so what difference should that make in my life today? If that's true, what should I be doing differently? And when we do that, uh, we grow in our knowledge and our relationship with God, and we become the men and women God wants us to be. Mm, amen. Well, I'm going to just pray to that end. Lord, uh, will you illuminate your word to us? Help us to understand your word, God. Help us to see and you in your word, God, your character, um, Lord, your your nature, God. Help us to learn about these principles um, and apply them to our lives where appropriate, Lord. And God, give us Bible teachers to teach us your word, God. Thank you for, for writers like uh, Dr. Dyer and professors, God, who've studied and can help guide us, Lord. But thank you that your word speaks. And so we can um, trust you and your Holy Spirit to speak to us through your word. So Lord, I pray that you will give us eyes to see, ears to hear, God, and a heart open to what you will teach us, Lord, through your Bible. Thank you so much, God, for, for giving us this um, precious word. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.